Do you want to lose weight but struggle to stay committed to a meal plan because you constantly feel hungry? Does food provide you comfort when you are bored, angry, lonely, or sad? If so, you are in the right place. My name is Kristen Jones, and I'm a life coach specializing in emotional eating and weight loss, and I'm also a lifelong emotional eater. I want to provide you with information, motivation, and support so you too can learn to manage your issues with food and develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Breakthrough Emotional Eating Podcast. My name is Kristen Jones, and thank you so much for joining me this week. Today's episode number 21 is act like a baby to lose weight. And what the heck do I mean by that? Well, you are going to find out for sure. So in today's podcast, you're going to learn the two things that naturally thin people do without even thinking about it. And you can automatically start doing that immediately after this podcast is done. The second thing is how to tell the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger. And when do you know when it is time to stop eating? I'm going to tell you exactly when you need to stop eating and why you need to do that. And lastly, please stick around until the end because I'm going to give you the one thought that will allow you to stop eating when you are satisfied. Now, if you are not a member of the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community on Facebook, absolutely would love to have you join us. Please go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough and join an amazing community of like-minded people who are seeking to address their issues with emotional eating and lose weight at the same time. And they absolutely are there to support each other and encourage each other as they go through the ups and downs of, of that process. As I always like to do, I want to do a client shout out. And today I want to actually focus on my niece who absolutely is, she's a member of the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community. Uh, her name is Elisa and she is absolutely, well, she's my niece. So of course I just love her to pieces, but she has been a member of the community since it started and was just ve recently very active in the last challenge uh, that we just did. It was called Hope for the Holidays and it was about really proactively going into every aspect of every day of the holiday season and being very deliberate in the planning of your meals and the way it's getting your mind right in order to make the best decisions for yourself when it comes to how you want to move through the holidays and whether you want to maintain your weight or whether you want to lose weight. And she was just amazing and she did a great job in the challenge, uh, was active, an active participant and was able to lose some weight during the week of Thanksgiving, which is pretty amazing. So Elisa, thank you so much for, uh, for being a part of the community, for being my niece who I love, love very much. She also is my hairstylist. She's my colorist. She does uh, my hair color as well as she cuts my hair and she is amazing. So Elisa, I love you. Thank you so much for, uh, for being a part of the group. All right, on to today's episode. So 
the first thing we want to talk about is what are these two things that naturally thin people do without even thinking about it? Well, for those people who are parents out there or anyone who has spent a considerable amount of time with a baby, you know that there is one thing that babies are really, really good at. They know how to get their needs met. And one of the most basic needs is, is frankly, for food. So think about it. What do babies do to get food? Well, they cry when they're hungry, right? And when do you know when a baby is done eating? Well, it's not when the bottle's empty, that's for sure. It is when they are satisfied and they push the nipple away, whether it's a bottle or whether it's a breast. They, they know when they are done, they are done. And if you get to the end of the bottle and they are not done, oh, you need to make more. So they are very, very clear about how, when they're hungry and when they are satisfied. So where does that go? Why do most of us, why do we have a really hard time distinguishing when we're hungry and when we're satisfied and why so often do adults eat out of boredom. We eat when we're not hungry. We eat for a variety of other reasons, not just because we're hungry. So there is a phenomenon called EAH, which is eating in the absence of hunger, and it can develop as early as three years old in a child. Now, feeding strategies by parents can have a child, a child can be restricted about what they they can or can't eat, And kids can also be pressured to eat more than what they need. Both of these circumstances can damage a child's natural instinct to pick up subtle hunger hunger cues that they are actually producing themselves. Parents sometimes don't even know most of the time. They don't even know they're doing it. But kids pick up a lot on what adults do. And this can really impact their relationship with food. Um, So... This really had a huge impact on me. This is absolutely um, what happened with me is I had experiences in my childhood that I had um, foods were restricted. There were certain foods that I was not allowed to eat. And so because of that, I had this very heightened awareness of when I was around food, I needed to eat as much as I could as often as I could because I never knew when I was going to be denied food, when I was not going to be allowed to eat. So I became almost obsessive with food at a very, very young age. And so that I I definitely, definitely um, was impacted significantly by this. Um, On the other hand, another story, I can remember my nephew, uh, his name's Wilson. He's now 26 years old. But when he was a baby, I took care of him for the first six months of his life when his mom went back. His mom is a teacher and his mom went back to work. I was not a teacher yet. And um, I was I was his nanny for the first six months of his life. And we would go and we would go to the gym and we would go different places, go shopping. And I always had a, a bottle packed. I always had his bag ready, you know, extra diapers, extra clothes, um, an extra bo- a couple of bottles. But I always remember we would be driving in the car and it could be totally fine. We could be driving on the freeway. Everything's great. And in an instant, he would lose it. And he would start that cry. And y'all know what that cry sounds like. The hunger cry sounds so distinct. You totally know it. And there were times I had to pull over on the side of the road and get in the back seat of the car with him and just give him a bottle right then and there because I was not 
he was not having it. He was not going to not take that bottle. So definitely um, can see both both sides of that. And, and it really can greatly, again, that restrictiveness of kids not being able to have food can definitely um, impact their ability to be able to monitor when they're actually, when they are really truly hungry and then when they're satisfied with food. All right, second thing. Do you know the difference between emotional hunger and physical hunger? So physical hunger grows slowly and you can ignore it and you can be distracted by doing something else and it can come, it can come and go in waves. Um, satisfying that kind of hunger usually can be achieved by eating anything. Sometimes it can be healthy and good for you foods or sometimes it can be indulgent. It just depends. But any food will satisfy physical hunger. Now, emotional hunger is completely different. It comes on all at once and there are only certain foods that will satisfy you and meet the needs of that emotional hunger. Most of the time, they are high fat and high sugar foods and they're things that you crave and frankly, eating a salad is not going to do it. You'll plow through the salad and you'll still want to go for the high fat, high sugar foods. And that's just the way our bodies are. Uh, when people are in, the, are in the throes of emotional hunger, they are not looking for a green salad or broccoli to give them comfort. Another thing in regards to hunger, uh, we do not need to be so afraid of being hungry. It is it is, it is actually really good for you to feel hunger because it means that your body is actually being allowed to access its own fat cells, cells as an energy source. And that is truly the only way you lose weight. So I really strongly encourage you, embrace hunger. Stay hydrated more than anything else and your body can go a very long time without food since most people have at least 30 to 40 meals worth of fat cells on their bodies that your body, in fact, can tap into and use as an energy source. As long as you're hydrated, you will be fine. But you definitely want to not be fearful of hunger. Let yourself feel hunger because that actually should be an encouraging feeling because it means that your body is tapping in to those fat cells. And that is really essentially what we always, what we always want to have. Now, one of the things that um, I always had a problem with, and it's amazing because it's now, it, I've been able to address it and now it's not an issue for me, but I would say for probably, hmm, I'm going to say 20, at least 20 years, probably more than that, I could not go to sleep without eating something, literally taking something with me to bed and getting into bed and eating right before I went to sleep without a doubt, never could do that. I, the, the idea was completely unfathomable to me. And, and to be honest, it really was more of a habit than anything else. My body got used to it. My mind got used to it. Emotionally, I needed that to calm myself down, to allow myself to, to know that I was safe, that I was okay, and that food wasn't going anywhere. So that is something that, that has been a long time, again, a very long time issue for me. And it really is something that can be changed. It's like anything else. It can be, it is a habit and it's something that definitely um, can be changed as well. So how do you know when it is time to stop eating? How do you know that? Well, one of the things that is really important is when you are eating, you need to be aware. First off, 
most people eat twice as much food in a, at a meal at a, sit, a sitting than they probably than their bodies really need okay we as as a society have gotten very used to supersized large meals large amounts of food and really our bodies don't need that much food so how do you know when it's time to stop well, there are definitely some, some strategies that you can use while you are eating that absolutely can make it so it becomes very evident when it is time for you to stop in order for you to be satisfied. The two that I highly recommend is that you, you eat, when you eat a meal, you eat distraction-free, meaning the TV is not on, you're not reading a book, you're not looking at a magazine, you're not on the computer, you are focused solely on your food and you are taking it all in. You're looking at it, you're, you're not only looking at it with your eyes, you're smelling it, you're, it's an entire experience. So you, you are distraction free and you eat your meal. The second thing is you wanna eat your meal slowly. That means putting your fork down after each bite, drinking some water, having some conversation with the person that you're having the meal with and really slowing down and savoring the food, making sure that you chew it completely. All of those things will go into contributing to allowing your body to be able to signal you when it is actually satisfied. One of the things that I recommend to my, to my clients and I would absolutely recommend to all of you is when you take, when you have a meal and you've served yourself your, your food, Mentally in your mind, split your plate in half. Eat the first half of the meal as you ordinarily would. Again, eating slowly, taking your time. When you eat that first half of the meal, from that point on, when you move into the second half of your meal that you're eating, after each bite, take a bite, put your fork down as you've done for the first half of the meal. And I really want you to stop and think about how do you feel? Do you need another bite of food? Are you going to be okay? How does that, how does the, how does the food feel within your body? And each time, if you feel like you could eat more, have another bite and then reassess again and take that all the way to the end of the meal. I would strongly encourage you to try and leave a little bit of food on your plate. So many of us have an issue with doing that um, just because we were always encouraged to be a member of the Clean Plate Club and, and we had to clean our plates. And that is absolutely something you do not need to do when you are no longer hungry, when you are satisfied. The food can either be packed up and eaten at a later time or you can throw it out. It's okay. You don't have to worry about that. So definitely we, wanna, we want to, in order to be able to um, know when to stop eating. We have to be aware. We have to be present when we're eating. So distraction-free, eating slowly, and then reassess for the second half of your, of your meal. Reassess each time you take a bite, do you need more food? And make that decision for yourself. All right. The last thing, the little secret bonus that I wanted to give you is the one phrase that you have to keep in mind and will absolutely help you so much with nighttime eating as well as eating more than you need to in a, in a, in a meal at a, a sitting and making sure that you are stopping when you are satisfied. I said it earlier in the podcast, but it's, it's the phrase that, that literally has changed my life. And that is that food is not going anywhere. You will never be denied food. 
Food is always there and available for you, so you do not ever have to feel that you have to eat all of the food in front of you because it's going to go away, someone's going to take it from you, and you're going to be denied it. We have to put those thoughts out of our head, and we have to focus on knowing that what we have in front of us is not going anywhere. It's ours, and we get to enjoy it. So food is not going anywhere is the phrase, again, literally has changed my eating has changed my life because that was my problem with eating at night is I always felt like I had to get that last little bit of food in because I, I felt like I never knew that if food was going to be taken away. So super, super important to make sure that you keep that thought in your mind. You give yourself that, that freedom to know that food is always going to be there. It's not ever going to go anywhere. All right. So th- I hope this has been really helpful for you. I hope that this um, this acting like a baby, again, eating only when you're hungry and stopping when you're satisfied, it's so simple, it's so basic, and it absolutely can change not only your your life and your eating relationship, your your food, your relationship with food, but it also can change your weight and change how you look at food. You just, again, we eat when we're hungry, we stop when we're satisfied. If we all do that, you will not have a weight problem. It doesn't matter what you're eating. It does not matter what you're eating. As long as you're doing that, you are going to be all set. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was absolutely helpful for you. Uh, Again, if you're not a member of the Breakthrough Emotional Eating community, please join us over on Facebook, www.com. www.facebook.com slash groups slash food breakthrough. The name of the group is Breakthrough Emotional Eating. Stop overeating for good. And please join the group and be a part of an amazing community. And let's address our emotional eating issues and lose weight all at the same time. All right. Thank you again so much for joining me. And I look forward to, to seeing you next week. Have a great week.